With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week. Also, um, happy new year. Happy new year. Um, hope you had a great one. Let's make 2022 a great one. Um, it's mad that it's 2022. Anyway, sorry, I just went in my own little brain then and was like, what? the hell is going on um time is flying by podcast time ibrahim abu ali um aka habib beats i got put in touch with him through one of my good friends and i'd never heard of him until i checked him out on instagram and tiktok and his stuff's just amazing it's just priceless he he makes like he a lot of his stuff is based around sample based music and kind of educating what record sampled what um we're getting to more detail on the podcast um but he blew the fuck up and it's amazing to see so i'll just let you guys listen to the podcast so without further ado habib yo what's going on man Yo, what's going on, bro? Good to see you. Yeah, you too, man. Good to meet you. Thank you for coming on as well. Um, I got put onto you by like one of my best friends, Audrey. Um, and then I checked your stuff out and was like, damn, this dude's like <laughs> doing some cool shit. And it's like so far removed from what I do for my in my career. Um, uh, and I was just loving it. Um, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I And I like watching your like TikToks and Instagram reels and things like that. It's really, it's really interesting um, to see what you're doing. How did it all start for you? Yeah, um, good question. So how far do you want me to take it? Do you want I want to go back from the I, beginning. I want to go back from the I, beginning. Like yeah. how I began DJing mm. or, or TikTok? Where, where do you want to go? Let's, let's talk about TikTok later. We'll <laughs> get to like the, the beginning of, of career. DJing. Okay, sh- sure. Let's do it. Um, so my whole life when I was a kid growing up, um, my uncle DJ, um, and he DJed every, you know, wedding party and yeah. every family event that I went to as a kid. And I was always into music, um, you know, growing up, um, you know, pretty musical family, right? Like I said, my uncle was a DJ, my, uh, my, my grandma's brother was a wedding singer. Mm um you know, my mom played piano when she was you know young so uh i guess a pretty a decently musical family so i was in the music and my uncle's a dj right and i was like seeing that at age 10 11 12 and i thought it was the coolest thing yeah on planet earth you know what i mean like just the way just to see that you know he'd control an entire room of people mm-hmm. yeah you know and 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 make everyone have such a good time but you see like as a kid i would see everyone go up to him so happy like just like just like telling me he was doing such a good job djing or whatever yeah. or they love the song or whatever you know um and, we, and weirdly too a big part of it was the, the the tech like the wires 
and like i remember going to his like his basement as a kid and he had like like you know hits of turntables and record players and yeah. all these wires everywhere and it just felt like a spaceship i was just like this is so cool all these different buttons and wires and everything um so long story short i asked him to teach me how to dj i think at some point i was like why don't i do that you know <laughs> i could do that um so i asked him to teach me and uh he did um so he taught me around age maybe 13-ish 14-ish something like that um and uh very very graciously gifted me my first set of uh cdjs which was super super nice of them they were cdj 350s have you ever ever spun on those yeah i remember those yeah uh they had a usb slot um and you know obviously cds but the the display had like it was like a digital like mm. am radio display yeah, yeah. Like, there's no like there was <laughs> no like waveform yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no waveform there was no like when you when you scratch the needle back and forth like it, there wasn't even like it wasn't accurate it would yeah. just hop like one spot yeah. and go back. <laughs> they were pretty but, interesting uh, yeah they were cool yeah. um i was really happy I, mean, I got to learn on a piece of like pro equipment which mm. was because they are they are professional equipment, yeah, yeah you know um and it, that was sweet. So he gifted me a pair of those and like whatever mixer that pairs with them, which is like a DJM 400, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. or 350. Um, and so a set of headphones, two big like monitors um, with mic st- or with stands. Yeah. Um, it just gave me like a setup and he was like, go for it, which is the nicest, mm. coolest thing that just set me like on a path. I love that. Um, so then i start djing and you know at first it was like uh sweet 16s yeah. uh you know friends birthdays graduation parties church stuff mm. you know um i eventually did my school's sadie hawkins dance which um i don't know if you guys have that in the uk no i didn't it's even like, uh, it's it's just like I don't even know if schools do it anymore but it's like when i was in high school which i'm not that old but when i was <laughs> in high school um Sadie Hawkins is like when when it's like the girls ask the guys out. To the oh, dance. okay. Uh, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Mistaken, I think, yeah, I think that's what it was, but it's a long time ago. But the, the most American anyway, thing, I, the most American thing we do in the UK is proms. Yeah. Okay. Like cool. end of, so, end of year prom. Mm, so yeah, basically it was a school dance, right? Mm. And I got to DJ, which was sick. Um, I think I was a junior or senior in high school at what, that point. What 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 were like the big records then? Like when what how long ago was that? So I graduated high school in 2012. Okay. Um and that was that year, the year was either 2011 or 2012. Yeah. And so I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um so in the you know it was a lot of Bay Area music. It was all the love classics like Yeah. A lot of hip hop. It was yeah. a lot of hip hop. It was a lot of E Forty, Too Short, Yeah, Yeah, um, Mac Dre, mm. um, the sta- the Staples. I can't even remember what else was popular at that time. I guess like T Pain was huge back yeah. then. I mean, I was still love T Pain. Uh, Chris <laughs> Brown, Lil Wayne, Sean Paul, uh, Sean Paul Drake for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like all that good stuff. I guess around 2011, 2012 was right around when when jerking started happening and the jerking is coming back now, which is hilarious. Wait, what's like, jerking? Jerking is like, <laughs> it was a whole, it's a whole movement slash like, uh, so do you know the artists, the original like big artists that loved jerking was the new boys. 
and they had that song. You're a jerk. I know. You're a jerk. I know. Yeah, I don't You're know a that jerk. So like in the UK growing up, we didn't <laughs> we didn't really like our hip hop was like 50 Cent, Eminem, T Pain, Sean Paul. Like we didn't really have like our commercial. We didn't have much commercial hip hop. It, like it, it's that nothing like America. I, yeah, that makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you guys probably had a lot of like, well, you were listening to like Skepta and like a lot of like Yeah, grime. but that was never big when we were growing up. It was like, that's only got popular in the last like eight to five years. Okay. Um, but for like, it, we have so much more electronic music in the charts. Like yeah, electronic music sense. is so much more popular and relevant in, in the UK culture. That, that's 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 my understanding and i've never been to the uk yeah. but that's that's my understanding and the thing is i from my perspective i'm not sure what the actual charts reflect but from my perspective i think hip-hop is much more dominant in yeah. california uh, um, in america hip-hop in, takes america in general yeah. yeah um and so yeah uh so basically it was like and then jerking was also a type of dance so okay. you it was almost like a it was almost like a backwards skip kind of thing uh, you're like okay. kind of go like backwards. <laughs> it was the whole thing and anyways it's what's funny that we're talking about it because it's coming back now because kids like like high schoolers now yeah. and middle schoolers have discovered jerking was a thing and uh, now okay. it's like all over tiktok they're all like they're all like learning it like a, yeah. oh this is this is funny look what they used to do 10 years ago like <laughs> let's all try it <laughs> i love um, i love how the internet is doing that because it kind of started like sh like shuffling was a huge thing like back in the day in, oh, yeah. in nightclubs right and then it came it got big in the uk for like a short period of time recently and then america kind of took it and like went with it and yeah, now it's yeah. everywhere but it's amazing how the internet can bring up old stuff and kind of oh make it God. fashionable again most definitely um just like what do they say for like fashion it's like the 30 year turnaround yeah. now like <laughs> and, look at what everyone's wearing now yeah exactly yeah. and like i don't even know for music and everything too it's probably a similar rule you know what i mean well I, the internet pro probably oh go ahead no go for it go for it i was gonna say the internet probably just accelerates this stuff right it just makes it come back even quicker totally i don't know in like the genres of music that you're kind of working in but <laughs> in like electronic everyone always looks back and now like we're hearing like so much like old rave kind of samples and there's like a part of our industry that like we've all heard this so many times excuse me but the younger people in the industry have never heard the originals. Right. And they won't. it's like bringing it back, but it's not bringing it back. It's all fresh to them. <laughs> so it's, it's really yeah. interesting. Is it, is it the same with, with what you guys are doing? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, I think that ties in quite well to the whole like sampling yeah. thing that I've been doing on my, on my profile. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> forgive me um i mean hip-hop you know hip-hop is a sample based yeah um genre of music yeah. since its inception um but i think particularly it seems like now with with like tiktok and just like social media in general 
uh, younger people seem to be really interested in like stuff from the past. Like mm. it's so funny, like you know, like randomly a song from '76 or something yeah. will just become the number one song. Yeah, right now, <laughs> which is just so because like someone makes a video on TikTok and it goes viral, and then a bunch yeah. of people use that sound, and now all these kids know this song mm. from Boney M yeah. or whatever it is, right? And it's like <clears throat> it's um it's super cool, and so I think they're interested in the origins of things, and they're interested in learning more. And there's probably a part of it that's like, oh, this is like retro, yeah, this is vintage, you know, and that's, that's definitely that. right? Definitely that. I was I was going through the Shazam charts the other day, um, and I was like, how are people still Shazamming these records? How do people not know these records? But it right. must be that is like they just haven't it must be kids just not ever knowing what this record is because they've never heard it before right and they've probably only heard like an updated version that was either someone sampled the original or whatever and they and in their mind that's the original Mm. right the one they've heard yeah exactly yeah it's it's um one of my favorite songs is uh candy statin you got the love and people Every time people ask me, like, what's my favorite record? And I say that, they're like, oh, the one that Florence and, like, Florence and Machine sang that. And I was like, yeah, but Candy Statton sang that way, like, in the 80s. And people don't even realize, like, because people know the the source featuring Candy Statton, which is, like, the club record that kind of did really well. And then people know the, candy, the, like, Florence and the Machine version. And then some people know the Jamie XX version but no one knows the original Candy Saturn record. And you're just like, when when you know it so well, it's like, why do you not know this? But then you also have to understand that there's generations that just don't have a clue. And that's not, that's not meaning that our generation is better. It's just, there's just, they just, there's no need for them to know. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know that record. Candy Staten. Candy Staten. Yeah. You got the love. You, you Um, would know it. If you heard it, you'd know. Maybe, maybe, 100%. maybe if I heard it, maybe um, I'm sure. But you'll know. You, you'll probably know the Florence and the Machine version. I don't know it off the name, but if I heard it, I'm sure I knew it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's it's um. But, What's the name of the song? Uh, you got the love. You got the love. Um, yeah, I love learning about this stuff, man. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it's, so, it's amazing how yeah. generations kind of how music just changes in generations. And do you ever find this like how I, I was? I actually listened to uh, I'm listening to the Will Smith um, book at the moment, okay. um, the audiobook, and he was saying in there how when you're a teenager, your brain remembers music so much better than when it does when you're an adult, mm. and. I was like listening to some old stuff that I used to listen to when I was a kid and I could remember every lyric. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I can't even remember the lyrics to my own music that I make nowadays, but how can I still remember that song from like 15 years ago? And I'm not old, like I'm 31, I'm not old, but it's like, it's amazing what your brain can do and how nostalgia is just a huge part of our lives. And and how the fashion comes back round and music comes back round. And it's really interesting. Yeah, dude, I agree. I I literally always think about that where a Mm. song will come on from 2009 and I know everywhere. Mm. And I'm like, 
And I didn't, I haven't heard this song in forever. And I'm like, why is this information yeah. in my brain? But I can't even remember what I'm supposed to do today. Yeah. Like, and you uh, can't get it out of your brain. No. It never leaves. No, no. And it must be just because it's tied to some nostalgic yeah. memory or some developmental important you Definitely. know time in your life it's like it's like um, senses i guess it's like smells and things like that there's mm. certain things where you like i don't know if you've ever had that where you walk past somebody in the street and they're wearing like a scent and you're like oh my god that reminds me of a certain person or a certain place oh yeah and it's amazing oh, yeah. what our brains can do Oh yeah, dude. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere, heard somewhere that the, our sense of smell is the most associated with like memories. Yeah. So like, that if if anything is gonna get you to remember something, like it would be yeah. it would be the smell of the room or the smell of the whatever it was. Um, yeah, I for sure it happens to me all the time. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's that. mad. We're yeah. we're we're wild beings. Sorry, we, really I, we went on a tangent there. Um, no. It's, but yeah, going back to how it started for you. So you started practicing, you started DJing here, there and everywhere. And then where did it get you from now to here, from where you were to now? Yeah, so um, I guess quick story short, like, you know, I go to college, I'm still DJing. I, I turned, you know, 21, I started DJing yeah. in bars and clubs. Um, and I do that for a while in San Francisco for a few years. Um, and move, I moved to LA, mm. um, maybe in 2018. Yeah. And I actually moved to LA for law school. Believe okay. It or not. Interesting. Um, and, um, first year of law school was like, no more DJing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to focus, focus on law school. Yeah. <laughs> so that first year of law school was miserable, mm. um, for a lot of reasons, but also because I wasn't DJing yeah. and, Second year of law school, I was like, okay, I can't do this. I miss DJing. Like, I need an outlet. Yeah. So I started DJing again. Um, and midway through that year, pandemic hit. Mm. Um, and I couldn't do clubs and bars anymore or anything. Nobody could do anything. We're yeah. inside. So I started DJing on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. Um, it was really fun. Actually, I was DJing on Twitch like five, six times a week, like for yeah. two, two to four hours oh, wow. a day. It was in. just like it was my it was my social life yeah, then, you yeah. know, because you couldn't, you know, that was like you couldn't do anything at mm. that point. You couldn't leave yeah. your home, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, that went on for maybe like seven months or something on, yeah. on Twitch. And I met a lot of cool DJs from all over like New York, Texas, um, UK, mm -hmm. you know, like um, Toronto. It was just like, it was so cool that all these DJs started hopping on a Twitch yeah. and it became a whole community. It was really cool. Were you a part of that? Were you on Twitch at all during the pandemic? <sighs> no, I was. I guess we're, we're still in pandemic. But yeah. Like, no, I, I had the complete opposite. <clears throat> I started the podcast, but I refused to do a, a live set i refuse to do like live streaming on djing and stuff for me it wasn't In like interesting yeah i was like it just did it just didn't fit what i wanted to do um and there was so many fucking people doing it in especially in my genre of like house and techno and i think it's it's different with the stuff that you kind of play um or from what i'm presuming that you play because i've never seen you play um <laughs> but it's like I don't 
personally, I don't want to see a DJ that plays house and techno in their kitchen. Like it should be in a sweaty club or it should be in a rave. Like it's for me, it's although I know so many people that did it and loved it and I would never say a bad thing about that because it's, it's whatever somebody wants to do. But for me, it was just like, yeah, this isn't for me. So I started the podcast, which, yeah, and, which, yeah. And, and, and to be, to be honest, you, you know, you're totally fair and feeling that way. Yeah. And, and I had a very similar feeling. Yeah. So like, it just doesn't, certain things don't translate the same. Totally. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the, that's why I like when I started DJing on Twitch, I, the first thing I thought to myself was like, okay, it's going to be bizarre. It, like it already feels weird for me yeah. to try and come on here and recreate what I would do in a club. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm in my bedroom yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is on their laptop. Yeah. And there's no way it's going to like come across that way. It's like what I was thinking. So what I ended up doing was I called it, um, my name, my DJ name is DJ Habibi. Yeah. And I, and a lot of people call me Javi yeah. for short. And so I, I started what was called Javi Cafe and it was a midday, like I would stream at like noon from noon to like two, yeah. um, five days a week, uh, like coffee shop atmosphere. Oh, I love that. In, yeah. In which, in which there was like, you know, my, my, my buddy helped make like an overlay that looked like I was in a real cafe <laughs> And it looked like I was a barista, but like with turntables. <laughs> I actually, I actually wore an apron every day. <laughs> I actually I still have like four or five aprons in my closet. Um, but I would wear a different apron every day, and and I would actually call out fake coffee orders while I was DJing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like and, that. It's I, see, I like I like. There's a theme. There's like it's you're not just jumping on in your fucking pants and and just like DJing you're like it's thoughtful right, exactly. or sort through yeah and then so like musically because that was the vibe I was able to do something totally different so yeah basically I was playing like a ton of like literally like as if you were in a cool coffee shop I was yeah. playing like R&B neo soul funk jazz mm, nice you know like all this it was just chill and cool and I could explore all these different things yeah um like there was a bit like big stint I had where I where I got really into like seventies and eighties Japanese funk. <laughs> um, and like, which I, which I think is more commonly known as city pop. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, um, you know, it's all this stuff that like these, like sort of like, you know, a lot of producers will take a sample, you know, yeah. one of those like seventies, eighties Japanese tracks and like speed it up and yeah, like, you yeah. know, put a cool like boom bap drum beat over it. But uh, I got into that for a while and then I was like getting into this like Brazilian jazz and like every day it would be like something different. That's and amazing. you know, we cultivated this little community on there. It was, it was really cool. Um, Did you get many people uh, listening? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> man, forgive me. I keep clearing Mate, my throat. Man, cool. You just got off a plane. It's fine. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll allow um, it. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, we got like, I think I must, it wasn't crazy, but I think I must have gotten around 1,200, 1,300 followers on That's there. That's great. Um, and then like on a daily basis, we'd have an average of like anywhere from 40 to 60 people yeah, there yeah. on average. Mm. Some days it would be like 150. Yeah, yeah. Um, some days it would be 20. Yeah. Um, do you think, but, do you think it like it built a community though, where it helped you? get to where you're at now 
Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not sure like that the Twitch. So I guess what really kind of catapulted my sort of social media following yeah. and everything like to where I'm at now is TikTok. And yeah. that's the next step in the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Twitch was, I think, instrumental for me totally. because like it, it made me a it made me really, really comfortable on camera. Yeah. Um, which is like a might be a weird thing to say, but like I didn't realize it. Like at first I felt very awkward doing Twitch. Yeah. Um and I felt awkward doing DJ stuff to mm. a camera. Yeah. You know, there was no one in my room. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just like me. Um and talking and being animated and 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 you know, all those things. And so Twitch really helped with that, I think. Um and then I think just for my general like mental health, it was wonderful, man. Yeah. Like I got to make friends with so many people. Um, and, and we, we did create a like, cool community. There was several times during that Twitch run that like me and a bunch of other DJs, it happened often, me and a bunch of other DJs would like do uh, fundraisers where we would like, you know, like all 24 hour, 48 hour yeah. nonstop stream where it would be like, I would go an hour, then he would go an hour, yeah. then this other person would go an hour, you know, and like we'd try and raise money for good, good causes. That's nice. Um, yeah, it was wonderful, man. Um, so then like seven months of that happens about and then i kind of got burnt out and i was like in the middle of finals you know mm. part of my third year of law school oh, so you were still studying school. during all of this yeah um yeah <laughs> somehow <laughs> and uh, i uh it was like in finals during it was like the first semester of my last year of law school and i was kind of burnt out so i, I took a leave of absence to just focus on school and take a break and finals finishes, holidays happen of 2020, mm. and then it's January of this year. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to do something, but I didn't want to go back on Twitch. Yeah. For some reason, I just felt a little burnt out. And mm. um, well, it's a lot of hours. Commit. It's a lot of hours. Yeah, and Twitch is the kind of thing where you have to really commit to like a consistent schedule. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not easy to you know do well on Twitch or I think like if you're just kind of randomly hopping on here and there like you have to like have a consistent thing going. Yeah, because I in during the pandemic I had a few friends, well quite a lot of friends that had like a deal with Twitch, and Twitch were like pretty much kind of paying creators um, mm. to do a regular thing, and mm. it they were paying good money but they were also requiring a lot of your time like a lot yeah. of your time and i had friends that had record labels that literally were streaming like seven days a week and they yeah. they were like had insane lineups every day because they they just had to to get the money and yeah. i get it because it was a time when no one was earning money but yeah for for the twitch following to get big you just have to be consistent all the time exactly um and so like with me still in school and me just kind of being burnt out on that i i, I just didn't feel right for me to go yeah. back like every time i wanted to go back i was like uh no um just well, not, it's that's not. the thing you have like we do we do what we do because we enjoy it right like the minute mm -hmm. it comes to a point where this is work it's not worth it at all yeah I just you never want it to be taxing on your mental health no. like it, and it's because we have to be entertaining right totally, it's yeah. tough to be a good entertainer when you're not right in the head not you know when you're it, not yeah. like good with yourself you know 
Um, so basically what happened was January of this year, I'm still bored at home. I still can't DJ in venues. And I'm like, I got to do something. I have to output creatively somehow. So I'm like, okay, I'll hop on TikTok. Um, and I don't really know much about TikTok. I think I had the app downloaded at that point and had been on it a few times, mm. but wasn't on it regularly. And I, at the time, presumed that it was all 15-year-olds on TikTok. Uh, that was very wrong of me. Everyone's yeah. on TikTok. Um, but that was my, my, my thought at the time. And I remember, like, making it, and, and not, I, I never made it with any intention of doing, of growing a following, of posting regularly, mm. none of that. I just made it to just, like, you know, I got to do something. Yeah. And I remember posting on my Instagram story at the time. I was like, like, just made a TikTok, like, LOL, check me out. <laughs> um, and I posted a couple videos of me doing, like, some just, like, finger drumming stuff, yeah. just, like, messing around. And all was well. It was fine. And then um, I, in my whole life, since, I, since I've been into DJing, have always been obsessed with the origins of music, yeah. right? and samples and i've always just found it really fascinating and i nerd out over it mm. um and i'm always the guy who's in the car with your friends and a song comes on and i'm always the guy that's like hold on hold on hold on this is from <laughs> this is from that one song from the 80s what's yeah. that song what's that song and everyone's like yeah we don't care <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh i care um so I was listening one day to um, Good Night and Go by Ariana Grande, yeah. which was a great record, great song. Um, and that is a cover of an Imogen Heap song yeah. by the same name. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of just dawned on me. I was like, oh, I, I bet these like these 15-year-olds on TikTok probably don't know that yeah. they're like favorite ariana grande song is like really just like a cover, a cover of like yeah, this yeah. older song from 2005 from probably before these kids were born yeah literally uh, literally yeah uh, which is a trip um, <laughs> well it makes you it i don't know about you when you're growing up oh and like your parents are like oh before your time like everyone older always says that to you and then you realize that you've turned into that person <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a very humbling yeah <laughs> very interesting thing um but no no it's cool um and so i was like they probably don't know that so i'll i'll show it i'll showcase that mm. like i find it interesting i'll just put it out there maybe someone will learn something cool so i made a video i was like he's like oh you got i was like you i don't even know if i talked actually i don't think i know i don't think i said anything on the mic i just played the ariana grande song and I said, like, put a little caption. I was like, wait for it. And then, like, played the Imogen Heap song, you know. And that video blew up. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I must have got, like, I don't know, maybe maybe like 10,000 followers in a day. Um, <laughs> um, Something like that. Um, and I was, like, just blown away. That's amazing, I like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's crazy. Uh, never expected it. And I go, okay, well, I can do another one of those. Yeah. So I do another one of those and the same thing happens. Mm. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll do another one. Same thing. And I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do three a day. <laughs> uh, so I start doing three a day 
and and i'm still in school mind you right the yeah. whole time <laughs> like literally like i'm in zoom school because yeah. everything everyone so so i'm like finishing up law school class on zoom and immediately like turning my turntables on and like making a video um and i'm making three videos a day for like maybe two months and and by the, at two months into the into this year i, I think i was at around five hundred thousand followers on tiktok jesus and it, it literally just like the graph was like this like it just exponentially got bigger and bigger and yeah. faster and faster and it blew my mind yeah um and so and then i just kind of kept doing it um not i slowed down at a point i wasn't doing three you know a day after that i was doing maybe once a day or once every other day or something and i kept on posting and then i would post other stuff too that wasn't i would do like mashups and yeah. i would do um i would do other sample stuff too like oh like this 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 one drum loop that you hear all the time or whatever it is yeah. you know like, would they get would just, would they get as much love the ones that are like not the samples uh yeah depending yeah. i mean it's funny like it seems like now the sample stuff doesn't get as much love on TikTok. I mean, I don't know if it's just like they've seen so much of it because yeah, I've done yeah. 200 of those videos yeah, yeah. now. Um, and so maybe it just gets stale after a while. Like it seems recently my mashup videos are getting a lot more love. Mm. Um, oh, and then I started doing like, you know, artist showcase videos where it's like artists that you need to know about. You know, yeah. I would take like lesser known artists that I thought were really cool and yeah. trying to put that's them cool. on a platform. I love that. Yeah, because that's what, that's what it's all about, man. Like I just... My favorite thing as a DJ, and I'm sure you can relate, is like when you hear a song or an artist that deserves to be totally. known yeah. and they aren't, you just all you want to do is play it. You yeah. want to play it for the people. Like you want people to know. Um so yeah, so I do all that and I kind of just do it nonstop, graduate law school. Um and right around that time, I don't know if it was before or after graduation, but right around that time um tiktok hit me up and you know told me that they were starting a radio channel on sirius xm called mm. tiktok radio and um you know they wanted me to be one of the resident djs on, on the channel yeah and i'm like yeah i would love <laughs> i would love to um so you know that started in august um and so yeah people can find me once a week on tiktok radio sirius xm channel four um Every week's different. It's either Friday. It's like one week I'm on Friday at 4 p.m. The next week it's Saturday. Then okay. Friday, then Saturday. Yeah. But, do you do that live so or is that pre-recorded? It's live. So Sick. it's actually really cool. It's because it's live both on Sirius XM on the radio channel yeah. and video live streamed on my TikTok channel. Oh, no way. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's a kind of cool idea. Like it was their whole idea to like simulcast it. Yeah. Um, so you can just tune in in your car or you can literally watch, watch me it. in my room doing yeah. it, which is kind of cool. Do you do it from um, do you do it from the studio or do you do it from your bedroom? Well, my I do it from my bedroom, which doubles no as my way. studio. That, yeah. that no, I I meant like the radio studio, like if you had to go into oh, yeah. like a radio studio. No, no, right here. That's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. They like they found this cool way to do it where I, I forget the name of the box, but it's just like some kind of receiver yeah. thing that like hooks up to the internet. And yeah. then I, I, I come into that from my mixer and it's like seamless. Like a clean feed. Um, That's great. And I, I link into their, you know, system and it just works. But um, That's so good. Yeah, it's really cool. So, you know, so that started. And then, yeah, so, so basically um, 
uh, I guess just from there, uh, different opportunities came yeah. up and you know, my videos are just like, what's crazy to me is uh, my, how, how many viewers my videos mm. like, like I would get hit up by just like people from, I'm not going to say any names, but like, I get hit up from like people from labels or people who, you know, yeah. managers of artists, you know, that I've showcased and be like, we've seen your stuff. We love your stuff. Like, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I think that's the thing is that you have a platform now that's bigger than most artists that are trying to be big. Right. And record labels, managers, promoters, they all want you because your platform can, can make an artist big. It's a pretty insane thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. How does that, I mean, how does I, that sit with you? I, I love it honestly, yeah. but like, it's not, not so much. I mean, obviously it's cool that people, it's really cool and really convenient for me that people want to work with me. That's wonderful, especially because, and we haven't got into this really, but I, so since all of this has happened, I've decided to just full time DJ. Yeah. Um, so I'm not pursuing a legal career. Um, I'm happy you're not. I, <laughs> thanks man <laughs> thanks man yeah um and we can talk more about that in a second but 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 it's nice you know for me obviously because this is what i'm trying to make my living now totally. and that's wonderful but what the first thought that occurred to me was the thing that i've always wanted to do is put on artists that deserve mm, it yeah um that i think are great artists and when i first got the you know this tiktok radio um deal like the first thing i thought to myself was like i can play whoever's music i want yeah. like i can play I, there's an artist that i think is really sick and isn't really well known i can play them on a yeah. syndicated national radio station yeah. like that which is which is a crazy amount of power to have yeah um and the fact also, that it's going live on your on your tiktok which has insane views yeah and so it's like um it just makes me feel like so like i like happy that i can help get yeah. cool artists out there you know what i mean like like i literally like recently met um a couple months ago met a friend of a friend who's a producer and he sent me one of his songs and i loved it as in the next day i was doing tiktok radio and i played it yeah <laughs> and like and like that was that was so cool. I love that I could do that. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Because it's it's so nice, especially get, being able to. Have you have you been at the point where you've you've been like one of the first person on an artist, and then they are slow. Their career is like getting bigger and bigger from you. Um, I don't know if I could definitively say that. Like, it's because You're, of me. Of course um, not. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but um, definitely, like, yeah, I have, have gotten yeah. into, like, gotten uh, caught, caught wind of artists when yeah. they really don't have a following and, like, posted about them or done something, and then I slowly see them, like, you know, yeah. doing bigger and better things, and, mm. and I hope that I helped, uh, you yeah. know, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. It's powerful, man. It's so powerful. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty amazing. When was the realization that you were like, okay, fuck it. This is full time. Let's do it. Um, I think it was around the time that I got the TikTok radio offer. Yeah. Um, because that was the first really legit feeling yeah. thing that came out of this. Um, because, you know, obviously like anytime anyone gets a following on social media, you're going to get to do like, you know, little brand deals here yeah, and there, yeah. or partner up with so-and-so. 
Um, and that's cool, but that's, um, I think a little less, um, less of a sure thing and less, less consistent. And so, you know, the fact that I was going to have this, like, you know, recurring, consistent thing, very, very legitimate thing, you know, occurring, I think made me think for the first time, whoa, like maybe I could just do this for real. Mm. Um, and that was an awesome, awesome moment for me and a terrifying moment (laughs) because I just finished law school and spent a lot of money and time. (laughs) Uh, what did your family say? Yeah. (laughs) I had to tell my parents, I was like, uh, basically told them, I was like, look, like I, uh, I think I'm going to just pursue this, you know, the music stuff full time. And to be honest, they were really, really cool about it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and I and I don't want to say I was surprised. That makes me seem like I, you know, like I'm not. I wasn't surprised, but like, uh, I guess I was just like really, like it made me really happy that they they've always really supported me. Yeah. In my in in just like all the DJ stuff, and they've always been super proud of me. And so like, in and and they've always said to me like, we know that you know you're good at what you do. So yeah. like now like now now other people know that, and like yeah. we. And, and we love that. So like, you know, they're, they're like, go for it. Um, I love that. As and, well. and, yeah. 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 I agree. And then they were like, also, they're like, you got the degree. So worst case scenario, you could, you got yeah. a fallback. Like, like, yeah. Um, yeah. You've got more than what most people don't. I suppose. I mean, it's, uh, I feel very, very lucky, uh, you know, very blessed. And it's just been a crazy year for me. So I never, at the beginning of this year, I would have never expected any of this. Has it all happened in a year? Yeah. Damn. Because the first first post I made on TikTok was January January. of this year. That's wild, dude. I I, I really like, like, I've done like research on TikTok and how they they actually want to make their creators famous like they want Mm. to like facebook started like they'd make it hard work for people to find you in when instagram came you're you'd get more followers quicker but it was still based on more business side of things where they wanted Mm. you to pay for things and, and things like that and then i saw with tiktok is that they want you to become as big as possible because that keeps people on the platform for longer and the Mm. bigger you are like of course it's still a business at the end of the day and they make more money when more people are on the platform um Mm. and i I like how tiktok do that and tiktok is a community i'm still i'm on tiktok but i'm not on it like i i still haven't got past the point of making videos for it um like I've done a few, but I just, it, it goes back to what we were saying about Twitch is like, I haven't found something that I absolutely love to do that works for totally. the, that works for the platform. But yeah, like with my label, like we've worked with TikTok and, and they're super supportive to, to creative people. And yeah. I, there's something about that. And they're super like with music, you can, they have their own music streaming platform in, inside it and you can upload your music on there before anyone else and they will help you push it and there's no social media out there that does anything like tiktok does it's it's a really special platform i i would wholeheartedly agree with that Mm. um it is sick they're really cool they're good people and they care about their creators 
Um, and it's, it's a platform unlike any other, like you said. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard of like the horror stories that you get in Instagram where like someone, <clears throat> someone's account gets hacked and you can't get hold of anyone at Instagram for like three, four months. <clears throat> and like, it, it's, I've, I've had a lot of friends that have had that. Like one of my mates the other day, their Instagram got deleted, just randomly Jesus. got deleted and there's nothing they can do because yeah. the, cause the company's so big and there's like yeah. no personal like interaction where it feels like a TikTok. And I hope it stays that way that obviously it's a multi-billion dollar country, company, but they have curators and they have people that really care about them, which is so important. Yeah, dude, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and, and, and you said something earlier, like you said that you haven't, you want to post on TikTok, but you haven't found that thing that you would want to, you know, do that you love doing yeah. on there. And I think that that's actually a pretty key thing yeah. that I've found. Like <clears throat> if you, I think if anyone wants to post on TikTok, I would say like, don't post with the mindset of like, okay, what can I do that's going to go viral? Yeah. Like that's, I think that, I think that literally will work against you. Yeah. Um, I think the absolute best thing you can do and what worked for me was literally just post stuff you genuinely care about yeah. and you think is cool because that genuineness, if that's a word, um, will come through. Yeah. Um, and undoubtedly there are just enough people in this planet mm. on this planet that, that there'll be someone out there who's also into this thing okay. that you're into, Yeah, yeah. you know, and, 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 and the cool thing about TikTok is that, that, it'll make sure that your video finds its way to those people. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love, you know, which I love that yeah. it does that. The algorithm's very interesting on there, which is different compared to other social media platforms. <clears throat> it is, it gives you what you want because it just stays there. It wants you to stay on and it's fucking addictive. You can spend yeah. hours just going through and through, waste a lot of time. <laughs> Have you ever done, um, sample videos on like house and techno music? A couple. Um, I think I did like a, a Joyride song. Okay. Um, and he sampled that classic saxophone riff. I can't remember the original not the song, but it goes. Oh, right. yeah, it's yeah. Like classic yeah, yeah. saxophone riff. And he kind of made it into this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I think I did that. I think I definitely did some Daft Punk ones. Yeah. Um, I did Stardust, which is also half Daft Punk, basically. It's all Daft Punk, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I did. I'm trying to think what other dance samples. We got to get you on I some. Did. I'll send you some over. Yeah, send me some, dude. That's the thing. It's so funny. Like, my, you know, my bread and butter as a DJ, genre wise, is yeah. definitely more hip-hop totally. r&b yeah yeah rhythmic more like i guess like less four on the floor yeah um but i love dance music i love house music yeah. i love all that stuff it's just kind of i i grew the other way a little bit mm, but totally. the funny thing is when i when i started learning how to dj it was all house music oh really because my uncle was a house head uh, okay um yeah so I, I started learning on house music um can you remember and... any of the records <laughs> Oh man. Mm. Was it all like old house or was it like current back like back I then? Think it, 
I think it was more like oh Chicago. It was more like no, it wasn't like old school Chicago stuff. It was more like whatever current at that time, maybe like you know two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, yeah. Type of like I think there was definitely a lot of trance music involved when I first started teaching. That's amazing. When I, yeah, when I first started DJing, like my hero at the time was Tiesto. Yeah, I thought, um, yeah, I could imagine that. I was like, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking about him today because it's so so wild how he's had this <clears throat> long ass career. And before, when he was into trance, like before, what people would know of him now, he was like seriously the the head of trance back in the day. And oh, like yeah. his like record traffic and his remake of Adagio for strings and things like that. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. That was, <laughs> I was I was in love with that song. Yeah, it's so good. But now he's just gone full on commercial, full on like I need to make the bread and butter. And like it's it's he's got he's fifty five years old, maybe maybe a bit older, and is still so current. And I respect that so yeah. much. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a fan of his music now, but I respect that a lot when someone can like yeah. pivot and make a career last that long. And he's been at the top of his career for God knows how much. I found out, I was told how much he earned in Vegas on a weekly basis the other day. And I was like, this is insanity. <laughs> oh my God, bro. I can't even imagine that. Like more than what people uh, would earn in their lifetime. In Jesus one week, Christ, bro. and you're just like, him, yeah, I'm all for that. Like, yeah, it's. I was and the same conversation I was having. It's like how DJs have kind of taken the role of like rock bands. And okay, elaborate, elaborate on this. So, back in the early noughties, like late nineties, DJing wasn't a thing. It was a thing, but it wasn't the thing that all the kids wanted to be do and be a part of everyone wanted to be a rock in a rock band everyone wanted to be a guitarist be a singer be the front person Mm. of a band you'd go and see rock bands you'd go you'd go to a club but the club was like 200 300 cap and occasionally like once or twice a year you go to a festival that was like a rave like proper rave Mm. but majority of the of the festivals were all rock rock based or pop based like pop music now it's completely the opposite now it's like you get rock rock um festivals of course but majority of them are all dance electronic festivals or like hip-hop festivals it's like everyone wants to be a dj everyone wants to be a producer it's cool to be a dj now never used to be cool to be a dj um And it's kind of amazing, like DJs, certain DJs are much more popular than rock stars. And you're just like, yeah. how? But it's amazing because one person can can control a crowd like that. And it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, is that you've got one person at the control of, in some cases, 50,000 people. Yeah. Which is why It's pretty... That's a big responsibility, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Definitely. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, like, um, like you know, you got guys like Diplo, yeah, who are just who are just today's 
rock stars. Rock stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. That, that, like, no one talks about rock, like, actual rock artists nowadays. Don't get me wrong. There is, and like, I, there's going to be people listening to this that are like, fuck you, rock is still around. It is. Of course it is. But yeah. it's not at the forefront. Like we need a good rock band. Like I wanted a good rock band to come out and kind of be, but it's all just like heritage acts. Like when since when right. was the last band that came out that everyone was like all about? Uh, good question. I honestly don't listen to too much rock music. Yeah, my, but even just my, like in a band yeah. sense, if you know what I mean, it's yeah. just it's just kings of leon and like there's not thick bands like that nowadays right like an actual like we have a drummer we have a guitarist yeah. and a singer and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like there are bands but they have just like a bunch of producers behind exactly. the scenes exactly and it's really just pop music yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely that's fair. That's how, how do point. you how do you find the samples like is there something that you use or do you just know it is it just knowledge yeah, this is a great question. And I definitely don't want people to think that I'm some sort of savant. Guru. That just has, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just a normal dude. I don't have all this information no. stored in my head. I mean, a lot of it I do just from years of, you know, like if it's like Biggie Smalls, yeah. I know that he sampled like the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Right. Like that's that I got in my head just yeah. from just being into music. Yeah. So a lot of it is like that, that over the years I would look stuff up and just mm. learn about it. And then the more I would listen to this, like, 70s, 80s music, the more I would connect the dots, Yeah, you know? Because I'd, I'd be listening to the Isley Brothers, and I'd be like, oh, oh, they sampled this one, too. Like, oh, oh, I've heard this one, too. Yeah. You know, like, you connect those dots. And so a lot of it's like that. But a lot of it I just look up. I mean, mm. you can look up anything on who sampled, on Google, um, just wherever. I mean, the information's out there, yeah. especially if they cleared if they cleared the sample, especially. Um, the information's out there. And so for me... It's it's funny because like the name of the series is songs you probably didn't know were samples. Yeah. And that was true at first. At mm -hmm. first it was like you probably didn't know like this came from this other song or whatever. And, and it's not that it's not true now, but like it's just the name has stuck with it for yeah, 200 yeah. videos. So I feel weird changing the name. But like it's it's I, for me, it's for me like at this point less about like you probably didn't know where this came from yeah. and more it's like it's for me it's about showcasing yeah. how like that's what's really fun for me because at first i wasn't doing that i was just playing the clip and playing the clip yeah and then it dawned on me that i could like play the og song and then live manipulate it to yeah. show you how you get to the new product yeah because that's what the that's where i started watching your stuff at it was when you would play the original sample and then you'd like pitch it up or speed it or slow it down or process it somehow and then it would turn into what it is today which for somebody that like produces i understand that process but so somebody that doesn't produce doesn't have a clue about that process really and you're kind of like shedding the light on a production skill that's been used for god knows how many years that nobody has a clue what they do Exactly, which which is funny because it's the type of thing that I um, would have never. I remember very when this my when when my videos first started mm. getting a lot of views, and people would be like, "What?" and commenting yeah. like, "This is crazy!" Like, uh, and I would think to myself like, because I was thinking as a DJ, yeah, and I would think to myself like, 
it seems like pretty common sense that how this all works and and where this is going and mm. all that but like i fr- i didn't realize that to non-djs to the or non-producers and people who just aren't in that space which is the majority of people on earth yeah um, this is a foreign process yeah. so this is a foreign thing to them and so they're just like whoa and so that made me even more excited to showcase it to people yeah you know? um but yeah so that's my favorite part especially when it's like a really like they Big took record. this portion this yeah. portion that portion reversed it slowed it down like da, 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 da. and it's like a fun challenge for me to like yeah, figure yeah. it out and, and be able to perform it well you're actually like putting work into the craft as well you're actually kind of re you're almost like reversing the process which is it's hard man like <laughs> there's there's some samples in records that i'm like damn that's that's a great sample find and how the hell did they even think of like for me my in my i don't know if you i don't know you might not even know the, the this band do you know the chemical brothers of course yeah Dude. Wait, what's the what's that song? I was obsessed with. Um, oh man, it's the Middle Eastern sounding one. Um, uh, is that Chemical Brothers? Shit. Okay, continue your story. Chemical me. Brothers. I'm I'm trying to find which one you're on about. The Chemical. I got brothers. it on my other laptop. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just looking through these while he's getting his laptop. Hold on, sorry, I have my headphones off. I swear it. Okay, sorry, continue. Um, but their all, all of their records are sample based, and it's it's in like the dance music space. Um, they're right. some of the biggest like dan- biggest dance acts in the world. Um, right. But I so I go on whosampled.com like all, yeah. all the time for their stuff and i'm like how how do they come up with this geniusness like the hey boy hey girl was like a a, a rock record i believe and they just clearly they're, they're crate diggers so i worked with one of their um one of their mix engineers before and he was just like what they do is just go and crate dig and go and buy vinyl in like the most random places and then just go through thousands and thousands of vinyl and just be like oh shit we've got a golden sample here um yeah which is genius because they're out there that these samples are out there you just gotta go find them and i i do a lot of sample digging off youtube but it's hard on youtube it's easy but it's hard to find like golden nuggets because every, yeah. everyone's looking on youtube now so you almost have to go out and get the get the good stuff i live in the i live in detroit when i'm in america um and i've literally just got my like first dj setup in my house for like 10 years or something and i've got um vinyl decks there and i'm about to when i go back i'm about to start really like crate digging into some like old motown shit and because there's still like all the vinyl shops there and it's cheap yeah old old motown records are cheap as fuck that is so cool yeah Yeah. and they usually have them in a clearance bin or something always yeah always (laughs) yeah that's sick bro the song i was thinking it was galvanized oh galvanized yeah um it's it's got the 
dun, 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 like it's, yeah. it's probably a middle eastern sample yeah um but uh and you made me think there's this uh speaking of just like crate digging there's this uh really cool project um called habibi funk okay you them? no i think they're based out of germany okay um and these dudes i could be wrong but these dudes went basically to like a lot of like north africa like they went to like libya egypt tunisia like they i think they went to like syria and like mm. you know sort of the west west of the arab peninsula there and like we just hit record stores and that. and they and they found like all these insane like 70s 80s 60s mm. like just like unheard yeah. records from artists in that region yeah um and it's super cool they have a ton of them on uh on spotify and soundcloud if Sick. you just look up habibi habibi funk um i check really, that out really cool i, check yeah. I love uh, that because it's it's a lot of people are like sampling's cheating because somebody else is doing the work which is 100% right to a certain extent. But it's like there's a skill in sample hunting and then making it your own. I 100% agree with you. Uh, to to an extent, mm. it is in a way cheating, yeah. I guess, because you it is someone else's original work. Mm. That's true. You're not playing an instrument. But I only think that really counts as like, you can only say it's like cheating if, if your definition of like being a good musician yeah. is playing is playing an instrument totally or or you know because they're because i personally think taking an existing piece of music and repurposing it in a really creative cool way is just as valid and just as sick of a yeah. skill as playing an instrument yeah. or producing something from scratch because i think it's like if i if, if you hear like a whatever a drake song or just any mm -hmm. popular song that that samples something and you and then you hear the original it might seem like oh they didn't do that much or they just put a beat over it or whatever but i guarantee you if, if you never heard the drake song or whatever song the, the the new one and someone just slipped you that old track and was like here make something out of this yeah it's a lot harder than it sounds like yeah like because you have to there's an art form in like selecting the perfect chop how you want to do it how you want to manipulate it like there's a, I think there's a real art form there. Yeah. Um, One of the most famous ones for me is the Otis record by Kanye and Jay-Z. Classic. And like what they did was not rocket science, but right. it was like done so well to the point where it made the record because obviously everybody knew the original sample. And this is the thing that I liked mm. about what they did is that they – it was almost a remix, really, because they pitched it up a couple of semitones or down a couple of semitones, but then it made the record. If they didn't have that sample, the record wouldn't have been as good. Right. But by adding that sample, it made the record so good and so memorable. And it's one of my favorite songs from them. It's just like, because I love the original. Because I, I love the original. And it's, it goes in hard as well. Oh, well, man. yeah. I mean, because we love the original but we also love the way that they use the yeah original, exactly right because like it's easy to connect those dots when you have the new song and the old song in front of you but i think if you were to give me that original otis writing track yeah and i'd never heard the kanye track 
And then you said to me, like, here, make a beat out of this. Yeah. I don't think I would have come up with anything that cool. No. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely, like, it's, it's easy to connect those dots after the fact, but before the fact, it's not. Yeah. I wonder who actually produced, did Kanye actually write that? Produce that? Let's find out. Um, um, I, I really wouldn't be surprised. That sounds he's about a, right. He's a genius when it comes to, like, here we go. Oh, he's on another level. Show, yeah, show produced by Kanye West. Yeah. At least on Spotify, that's what it says. Yeah, it is produced by. Jeez. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah. He's... I was going to tell you, there, there, there's an app that I totally forgot about until, until just now when we were talking about I heard about you game. talking about this on your Instagram earlier. I know what you're going to say. Oh, really? Mashable? Oh, no, 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 no. All no. oh, right. Uh, no, that's you're, you're thinking of mashup. It's like a, it's like this cool like mashup. Uh, okay, can, sorry. Carry on. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, but this is an app called Radio, and it has like five O's, six O's at the end of it. It's like Radio, yeah. like that. And what's cool about it is all it is is you pick a country and you pick a year, and it'll give you music from that year. And oh that no country. way! It's fucking cool. I'm downloading it now. Yeah, so you can go to like India, 1976, and it'll give you some music. That's fucking genius. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Have you, <laughs> have especially you, for for crate digging. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever thought about like I don't know, but do you produce music? So <clears throat> when I was like in high school, college, it was my dream to be a producer. Yeah, uh, and I never, for one reason or another, never really thought that was a realistic mm. thing. And now that I have this sort of platform and my life has taken yeah. this road that I've taken this road, I'm now realizing it is a realistic yeah. thing. And I should, I can and should pursue that. Mm. Um, Cause that was always the dream from day one. Um, and so my intention now is to get heavy back into producing. Yeah. Um, and really that's, that's because as much as I love DJing and I, there's nothing that makes me happier than DJing, yeah. but I'm also thinking like longevity wise, I don't know if I want to be in the club Thursday, Friday, Saturday for uh, until I'm 60 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I will be, but like, I'm thinking like, you know, that I want to build out other portions of my career. Right. Yeah. And so like, I, I really do want to get into producing. Um, yeah, you should. And man. 100%. That's, you, that's the goal. Man. You have, you have all the knowledge as well, like musically by the sounds of it, that, you'll be able to would it be hip-hop that's the interesting thing i i don't know 100 percent what i want so there's part of me that wants to just make my own artist project yeah and, you know do my own thing yeah and there's another part of me that would like to produce for others yeah i think if i was producing for others i would would likely be hip-hop yeah um but as far as my own music goes I, I, the thing that's been in the, and I can't, I don't know for sure if this is going to happen, but the thing that's been in the back of my mind for a while now is producing my own like dance music, like, cool, man. um, much more like house music, yeah. um, oriented. Sick. Um, yeah, dude. Like I love like channel trace. Yeah. Um, stuff's dope. like so cool. Um, and you know, so I love like Yeji. I love, um, Peggy goo. Mm. You know, I love uh, Toro y Moi, mm. and and I know that uh, some of those artists like are less trad house music, less traditional, like sort of yeah. just like EDM dance music, but like more almost like funk dance yeah, music. Yeah. 
but uh nonetheless like that's that's where my mind goes sometimes like um but i don't know man i, I think i need to just actually start messing around just gotta do know, it man and, it's the first step it's like anything isn't it you just gotta fucking get there and you the, the only way you start the only way you get anywhere is by starting but exactly at the end of the day like you'll do what you love yeah. you'll find whatever works for you and if you, you might be able to do both yeah that's the i mean that's the dream you know the dream yeah. is to you know be able to produce <clears throat> make my own stuff play my own stuff yeah you know dj um because that's what that's what you do if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah yeah and probably there's no better feeling than playing your own stuff to a crowd if it works in a club then yeah it's great <laughs> if you play if, you, if it works <laughs> if it works if it if it falls on death ears and is terrible um but yeah it's yeah that's a, that's a tough one <laughs> yeah but it's yeah we're lucky man we have yeah. we have a great life and we have great jobs and well i can only speak for myself but i'm pretty sure you do as well like we we're doing what we never thought we would ever be able to do or it was oh bro literally yeah, yeah. I, I literally was gonna be a lawyer yeah uh less than a year ago <laughs> uh, it's amazing uh, man like you're you're kind of where it's so fresh like where for you like where and the possibilities in your career how old are you 27 yeah the possibilities in your life now from where you're at within a year is insane it's it's mind-boggling man and i, I don't take it for granted for a single second no like, you don't come across very... it you do it's it's, oh. it's it's nice it's but i'm excited to see it i'm really excited to see what like five years is gonna bring thanks man me too i'm, I'm just excited for the world to properly like resume operations yeah um you know like it's funny like half the venues around like la are still closed yeah. and a lot of festivals are still not happening or yeah. postponed or whatever and it's like i'm still waiting for like reality to get back to normal mm. so that me you and every other artist and dj and creative person can actually reach full yeah, potential yeah. and be out and about doing stuff all the time um yeah it's, so. it's a strange world it's a very strange world i'm actually in i'm playing in la on the 15th of jan um so oh if, man i'm not gonna be in oh, town man damn where are you playing uh we're doing exchange stick yeah that's owned by uh insomniac, insomniac no? yeah 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 I, I i worked for insomniac very briefly oh I, really what did you do oh i interned in the legal department no way <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah that was that funny that's crazy yeah they're, yeah they're a bunch of homies um oh they're the best they're great were you in the beverly hills office so it was during pandemic oh, okay. so it was all from home oh. it was all it was, it was supposed to be in the beverly hills office yeah. and i was so excited and uh and uh yeah it was funny because i was trying to get that internship for the better part of like a year and a half yeah. two years and like it just wasn't the timing wasn't working out and they already had an intern mm -hmm. and da 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 Finally, by the time it worked out, pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> and and so I was I did the whole thing from my bedroom. How do you even <laughs> intern from your bedroom? Well, I mean, it was a it was a lot of like contract review, yeah. contract drafting, legal. It was all just stuff on my laptop, anyways, yeah. right? So, um, but I think the, the whole point of an intern is to like have 
personal experience with people, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, but honestly, they were super good about that. Yeah. Like, Insomniac did absolutely everything they could yeah. to make it a, as close to the real it's, thing as possible. Like, personable. I was like, yeah, like I was on the phone and on Zoom with people every day. Yeah. Um, you know, and like we'd, we'd have meetings on Zoom with multiple people and there'd be different committees I was a part nice. of. And like I was involved. I felt like I was part of the crew, like really part of the family, which was cool. I love that. Um, what, what type of law yeah, were you yeah. doing? Or did you want to so go into I, I wanted to get into like music and entertainment related stuff. Yeah. I was still trying to figure it out. I mean, that's part of the reason I was like interning in insomniac because yeah. right? I wanted to see what it was like work. Like that was a cool, you know, transactional yeah. sort of, sort of job where it was a lot of contract stuff. Um, and I thought for myself, I wanted to either maybe like work at a label or represent artists. Um, and then actually toward the end of law school, before I made the switch to just DJ stuff full time, I started thinking to myself that I might not even want to actually practice law anyways. And I thought that I wanted to go into like artist management mm. um, and or like A&R work. Yeah. Because I figured like the, at least with artist management, I figured the legal education would actually come in a lot really, of handy there. Really helpful. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of where I was pivoting toward. Yeah. And then all the, all this happened and then I was like, well, all right. <laughs> It answered for you. Yeah. I love that, man. I pretty, love that. It's pretty, um pretty crazy. Life's amazing, right? It's mad how a bit of hard work, a bit of luck, and a bit of passion kind of can change your whole life. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. I uh it's it's really, really, really wonderful. Like when this all happened, like uh a lot of my friends and family genuinely told me that they weren't surprised like yeah. a lot of them were like which was the nicest thing to hear from everyone you know it was a really i don't know it made me feel really just nice and it was very yeah. sweet of everyone to just be like they were like dude we knew that this was gonna happen at some point yeah. we were just waiting yeah. <laughs> like which is just like a crazy thing i was like wow you guys are too kind man. that's the best um, that's the best yeah. man and now you're touring and doing shows here there and everywhere yeah, I don't know about touring so much. Uh, I'm starting to do more out out of out of city, out of state, lo a little bit. Um, like I'm mostly in LA. Um, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from yeah. San Francisco, so like I um, go to SF pretty often. So yeah. like I'll be up there for uh, you know like Christmas and New yeah. Year's and stuff. So I'm DJing, DJing a little bit up there um just was in hawaii yesterday yeah. but that was for a wedding djing for a wedding yeah. uh, and uh yeah i'm working on getting stuff all over like um i'd really love to come to the east coast i have mm -hmm. some friends in new york um what's crazy is like every time i do on instagram if i do like an ask me ask me anything yeah a, a ton of the entries are like when are you coming here yeah. when are you when are you coming to australia when are you coming to toronto when are you coming to uk mm. um which is which is so cool that there's people around the world who genuinely would love to see me spin you know yeah. it's such a cool thing well, i think that's the amazing thing about tiktok or any social media is that you it's not just based on where you live it's worldwide yeah. and the internet is like it's 24 hours a day and i think do you know i'm sure you've seen his videos mark, i can never pronounce his last name but mark Rebule, the like 
Rebellion, Rebule. He's like the guy that does like live. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I love that guy. Uh, he's the best, man. He's. <laughs> I want to be his friend. Like he's just like one of these guys. Same, that, yeah. Same. <laughs> he just. You got to get him on the. You got to get him on the podcast. Mate, I would love to. I'd absolutely love <laughs> to get him on. Um, but it's like how something started by him in like a bar, and then he started doing it online, and now yeah. it's now he can sell out like big venues and yeah. like you're you're where your social media following is you're you're at the same you're at the same level man and it's like i think with the if you keep going and you have the right team around you that can kind of take you to the to that next or go, just get you there like mm. you'll be there man and you should 100% take it up and just fucking go with it. Cause That's the plan, bro. 100%. It, and I appreciate you saying that. Very kind of you, man. No, it's true. It's true, man. You'll, you'll get there. 100%. Um, we've just done an hour and 15 minutes. That's, uh, that went quick as fuck. Um, yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Whenever we're in the same city, let's go grab some food. Um, oh, I'd love to. How can people follow you and check your videos out and do all of that? Uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, same handle. It's DJ Habibits, which is H-A-B-I-B-E-A-T-S. And yeah, I'm also on Twitter, but um, I don't really ever post anything. Twitter's weird now, isn't it? Twitter's... I mean, I think Twitter's hilarious. I love Twitter, but I, I... I, uh, I've never been one to post on Twitter. Yeah. I, I just, I literally just like, I use it just to like consume. So <laughs> like, I don't ever plug my Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I literally have like four or 500 followers. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't, cause I don't plug it at all. Like, it's just like, it's literally just for like me to just like see some funny, yeah. you know, funny shit on Twitter. I'm um, like the opposite with Twitter. I post occasionally, but I don't consume anything on there. I'm like, uh, absolutely not. Like, I can't deal with it. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it gets to be a little much. Yeah. You just you can go down Twitter rabbit, ho- rabbit holes and I'm just like, how have I started a tweet about this and ended up at a tweet about this? All on the oh same feed. God, and you're like, oh, God. Need a life. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, it's been a pleasure. Keep in touch. And of course, see man. You soon, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And when you're in LA, anytime, please hit me up. Yeah, man. Of course. Big love, dude. Take care. All right, bro. Peace. Take care. Much love. And that's a wrap. Loved it. I really enjoyed that conversation. It was it was really nice and like just felt right. I'd never met him before. Um, it just felt really natural. So big ups to Ibrahim for um, coming on. Go follow him. His shit's amazing. Also, thanks for listening. Let's make it a good year. Please share the podcast. Please subscribe. Please do all of the good stuff to keep this podcast going. Send it around to your mates. Um, it's the only way this podcast keeps going is by people listening. Um, and if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. If you can put up with my voice. Big love. Keep safe. See you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.